0: Monogamish contains content intended for mature audiences. The views expressed here are for entertainment purposes only. Please enjoy the show.
1: Hi Ishes.
0: And you are? I'm Justina. And I am Kenji.
1: And we're monogamish. i
0: monogamish.
1: So today, we have Sherry. I know. Sherry Murray, LMT, is your official title. Yes, thank you. That is so right. <laughs> I know, and we
0: just met you the other day, but
1: we got such a connection. We thank did. You.
2: And thank, thank you, you so much, much
0: for coming on here.
2: I'm so happy to be here. Right thank on. you. I'm excited.
0: I love it. So am I. <laughs> so I'm always excited.
2: I know
1: you
2: are. I <laughs> radiate the excitement.
1: Thank you. He's a, bu- he's a bucket full of fun. so we always start the episode and we uh, this is crazy because like I told you before we usually have more of conversation before we have somebody on the show so we kind of know more feel them out right yeah but we had such great energy from you for that couple of minutes that we chatted and I'm really excited about this
0: I know So so please Sherry yeah tell us what is your sexual orientation what do you go by what do what you do identify, identify as? What do you identify as? There you go. Wow.
2: You know, I don't, I don't really like stick to labels much, but um, Thank you. I'm a she. Right. And I have, um, I do the best I can to have love for everyone. Okay. Yeah. So you probably closest to like a pansexual? Sure. Okay. Yep.
0: Yep. <laughs> I love it. I love it.
2: And what's your relationship status right now? Um, I am a s- am a unicorn. A I'm unicorn. a unicorn. You're a
1: unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: my God! Those okay. are my
1: husband's favorite. Unicorns are his hands down favorites. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because Sherry, I'm truly a lesbian. I'm <laughs> just letting <laughs> you know. Just you love me know. pink.
1: I I know, right? <laughs> And we made the joke earlier that, you know, he says every man's favorite color should be pink. Yes. For perverted reasons. True.
2: (laughs) But I love what you said. That we're all pink on the inside? Yes.
1: (laughs) Yes. I love it. That's my new one. I know. I pulled in my heartstrings. (laughs) I I got you, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So you've been in the lifestyle for quite some
2: time, I've heard. I have. um, Guestimate probably about 12 to 15 years.
1: Okay. So they let's back sh- up.
2: Parents, were they monogamous? They were miserable and monogamous. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. That
0: sucks. that sucks. We hear so <laughs> many stories like this where it's like um, you know, my parents were together for 40 years, mm-hmm. but you know, for the last 35, I never saw them touch each other.
2: Right. No or, no signs of affection. You no know, signs did, of life. Oh did
0: they even sleep in the same bed? Oh no. They had different rooms and everything else and I'm like <clears throat> Oh, God, I couldn't do that.
2: weird in my family when I was probably about 13. I had heard my parents talk about divorce, and so I came out crying, and then I went back to bed. Uh, They were like, you know, we'll talk about this later. And then um, I never heard them talk about divorce again, but my mom started sleeping in the living room on the couch. And then she got a twin bed delivered from Sears, and then one day I came home, and she was sleeping in my room. Oh, so really? Yeah, it was brutal.
1: Wow, <laughs> really? Yeah, so so it was almost like they didn't want to inflict any more pain on you, so they decided to
0: stay
2: together. Stay together. But it was so painful. My mother snored like a buzzsaw. and so oh, her, shit. I'd have to like oh my god, bang my bed against hers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, turn over. <sighs> Turn over. Yeah. Th- I was deprived th- of a lot of sleep after oh, that time. My oh, and gosh. privacy. And privacy. Yeah, yes. especially at that age. For sure. Yeah. Oh, my gosh.
1: So are right. they still
2: married now? No, they're both passed on oh okay
1: yeah but did they stay so did
2: they stay married all the way through until my dad died in an accident a car fell on him he was oh. an auto mechanic and a, <gasps> and a lift failed the day after father's day so yeah i got a little trouble oh oh there that's okay i'm working through it all i'm sorry um, yeah it, so i mean Help. but they like i came i came up in a very disconnected family so it's like my parents were disconnected they were disconnected from one another they were disconnected from me so i have built um my life on connection. So that's oh, very important that's to me. Awesome. Yeah, so because flip the script. Flip the script.
0: Because everybody doesn't want to be like their parents.
2: Right. Me either. Unless their parents are uh, fucking cool. I know my kids want to be like me. I know. Mean, I, I, know
0: I hear you the same <laughs> right? fucking way, you know, but yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. My my parents were like really loving, but they had like no discipline to their shit and they didn't want to do shit for themselves and I was like,
2: damn it. Things need to change. I don't yeah. like yeah. that. We're or you know, cycle. you know.
0: Or they didn't want to hang out with their with me and I'm all
2: Come on.
1: Wait, wait. <laughs> right? I need you. I need you. So, yeah, hell yeah. So, were you
2: always monogamous when yes. you started dating? Yes. Okay. Um. I, did sh- I didn't know I'll be 49 tomorrow, and there's just so many things. Congratulations. Thank you. Happy early Thank birthday. Thank you.
0: I know. I know. I know, Miss Torres.
2: God, <laughs> you look
0: amazing. Thank
2: you. God damn it. <laughs> so I didn't know what I didn't know. I actually, I didn't know that the lifestyle existed, or I wasn't, like, aware. I didn't have an awareness of swinging or swingers or any of that stuff until much later in life. Like, you know, beginning of, like, end of my 30s, beginning of my 40s. Oh. so oh really? yeah yeah really i mean i was sheltered but not sheltered right it's like i didn't know if you were skiing and you fell down the hill and your shit went everywhere it was called a yard sale <laughs> you know <laughs> i found out things late in life i found out about the prostate late in life i mean not that i have one but i really enjoy playing with them but yeah <laughs> putting that out there <laughs> <laughs> that, the, more we, love you.
0: the more we talk to you it's just i love it yeah. i love it i love it <laughs>
1: So did you start exploring your sexuality early in life? I did.
2: My sexuality, like for a lot of the early part of my life, because I did have sex early, I was always looking for love, right? Because Mm -hmm. in our culture, what do we like fairy tales and all these things? Like we equate sex Sex and and love. love. So if somebody wants to have, especially for women, Mm -hmm. somebody wants to have sex with me, well, then they must love me. Right, And so that like slap in the face like over and over again because I was fairly promiscuous like you know looking for love didn't have that connection and that love from my parents and so to the parents out there I'm always like man be real with your kids please be real because that's how they connect to you right is right. knowing that mom and dad fucked up too. But Absolutely. I get what you're
1: saying. I know. This isn't something necessarily to be ashamed of. No. But you you told your kids I made this mistake of getting married I made, I did this. You were so honest with them so that trying to prevent them from making those
2: same mistakes well in 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 having valuing myself right Right. like Mm -hmm. I allowed a lot of things in that were toxic or unhealthy for me because I didn't have the self-love I didn't have the identity I didn't have the Mm -hmm. strength that Mm -hmm. I needed as a human and a woman I didn't have the voice and that's been a big thing for me as I've gotten older is really like encouraging women to find their voice whether it's about what you want sexually or Couples like I see so many people that are struggling with intimacy. I know you guys got some bomb ass intimacy because you guys (laughs) are like a a power couple. It's so beautiful and (gasps) sweet and playful and hot. (laughs) Yes, like because usually it's like, oh, hot and not, (laughs) Uh or one or the other. It's like you guys are both beautiful and sexy and fun and playful, and you love to dress up. Oh my god, oh my god, I love you. We're blessed, (laughs) you
0: are very blessed. Mark, though, is the father of your daughters he correct? is so he is. how did he become the father, the father of your of daughters and, so, and not only that but how did you become in this lifestyle from that
2: we started kind of like we had heard tell i don't even remember how i even heard tell of what the lifestyle was he had mentioned that he thought his ex-wife might be a swinger and so i think that's probably how it started one day on google And then, like, you know, things start popping up. And one of the things that popped up was the Scarlet Ranch. And I started looking at it. And I was like, wow, that place looks pretty nice. Like, if I was going to go, you know, and then you start seeing, of course, all the brochure pictures. All the beautiful people that are in the pictures for the events. And I'm like, well, hell, I want to party with them people. (laughs) Yeah, beautiful people. Right. Um, And so the curiosity started to build. And then I started seeing events. And it's like dress up like i was a stripper for a very short time and so that's where my love of costuming came when the girls were very little we were talking about childcare and how expensive mm-hmm. things yeah. are and so uh he did Marked an amateur night sorry about the mic mike Mark, marked an amateur night i did an amateur night i ended up working as a dancer at a different bar that i did the amateur night at for a few months that was born my love of costuming okay and then the lifestyle when i started seeing these events and i was like oh my god I mean, I like to wear costumes, and these people are dancing like strip or dressing up like strippers. I'm like, I want to go to these things. This oh, yeah. looks like hella fun. There's dancing and and finger food and crock pots. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my God. So that's right. where the curiosity built. But I also saw like some seedy shit, like in Pueblo. You see, I like saw stuff where there was like swinger events where there's like just look like mattresses on the floor and like. Oh. But not, like, with cool things or tapestries or lights or anything around. Like, that looks like some straight, creepy shit. Like, I don't want any hey, involvement in any al- of that. There's,
0: there's always some good and bad shit.
2: To everything. Know,
0: to everything, you know. And so my wife says, you know, me and my wife say this. Oh,
2: yeah, look at this shit.
0: Look, Uh, but look at this shit as well. Yes. Yeah, you no. Know?
2: So, so you got to go in with an open mind and open eyes, yeah, too. Yeah, that's right. So when you were in Pagosa, you were traveling to all of these? We started to come to Denver. Okay. And, wh- and I told Mark, I was like, I am only, at this point, I'm only into going to the Scarlet Ranch. Like, we were terrified of the whole idea of a house party, even, or I was. I was very skittish. Like Why? Social okay. sexual pressure okay. is what I have okay. titled it. Because it's social sexual pressure. Um, and I
1: feel like every woman that experiences the lifestyle in the beginning it can be feels rapey. that way. Yeah. Well,
2: and it can be rapey. Mm-hmm. There's not, a, like, it's not always good. And boundaries get pushed. And mm-hmm. because of the love of the party, things that are being enjoyed that lower inhibitions or, you know what I mean? So, and I think there's good and bad, like you said. Yes. And it can be predatory at times. And I don't like that vibe. And I am an empath, so I'm really sensitive to it. So I'm always feeling and watching what's going on around me. I'm super perceptive to people's body language and how they approach me. Like, I have, I felt you across the room before you ever got up to me. Energy.
0: That energy right there. Oh, yes. my gosh. My wife is an empath, and she feels everybody. And Every. women, All in general, we feel so much. Yeah. You know, and I'm just like, mm. she goes, hey, mm, I don't want to <laughs> play with that couple right now. And I'm like, well, why not? She goes, mm, they're not good. Yeah. I, I just don't feel them.
2: You sense and, it, and yeah. You, you sense feel it. it. You feel it. For
1: so, sure. so you were scared to go to house parties, but you were okay with traveling down to the ranch and
2: yeah. There were no, I mean, so people in Pagosa, people are fucking their neighbors, but they don't think they're swiggers, mm-hmm. huh? You know what I mean? Right. It's that kind of mentality. It's kind of, you know what I mean? Right. I we never knew much about what was going on there. Um, we did get invited to some parties, but I was like, I don't, I didn't want to go. Get into that where I lived in a small town. I was like, I just it right. You've heard this. You've heard the saying, "You don't shit where you eat." Right.
0: That's right. Hey,
2: <laughs> usually, Denver's big. Right, Tacosa is small. Right.
0: My wife and I really like to play when we we're like traveling. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: we're,
2: sure.
0: when we're here, it's like. Mm,
2: so that's how you guys you know? started too. It yes. Well, and we but we we were really exhibitionists for the majority of it. So. I enjoyed having sex in front of other people, but I felt safe with my husband. You know what I'm saying? And because um, it can take me a long time, if ever, to orgasm in a new situation and in a new environment, like just random hookups were not going to be sexually fulfilling for me because I need comfort and connection to be able to access my sexual desire. So, uh, you know, like I, if I enter into a sexual situation where I'm not really comfortable, my vagina's not going to get wet. I get disembodied. So I, even though I e- may even want to have the experience, there's times that, um, so your nervous system, how a therapist explained it to me, um, who actually played with them as a couple, they were beautiful people. Um, she was like, your nervous system goes in waves, right? Mm-hmm. Like two waves, like you're looking at like alternating current, like mm-hmm. electricity. And when we become disembodied, our nervous system loses that rhythm, right? We're becoming disembodied. We're not, we're not fully present. And she was like, well, if you can step away from that situation and have space held, or, you know, you can communicate that, then you have an opportunity to return back to that rhythm and flow. But if you're just constantly had the pressure put on you, that dissonance just keeps on expanding. How can you do that? You but know, in the in
0: situation, you know, you're, you're right. just like, oh, oh, because people let me that step honest. away, right? Let me step away right now while you're hard or you're turned on. But wherever. we should all
2: be conscious enough that we can speak our boundaries in that moment. Like if I, and this is why there's so much, you know, like, oh, well, she said she wanted it. But then like there is this true disembodiment. Yes, there are people that will tease someone maliciously. But so many of us, especially women, are going through periods of disembodiment. And I see a lot of people in the lifestyle doing things that I, I know, I can just see from their body language that what they're doing in that moment is not healthy for them. So although I love the element of the lifestyle, like it's really important to me. Like I want to feel like I'm friends with you if we're going to have sex. Like if I see you again somewhere, I want to have that kinship with you, the sisterhood, the brotherhood, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. I mean, that doesn't mean that I want to have like a constant deep connection with someone. But I especially as a massage therapist, I know how to connect with you. Mm -hmm. And when I see you again, I will connect with you. But because I connect from here, you know what I mean? I, I see infiltration in the lifestyle, and I think that's what makes people most unnerved about experiencing true intimacy, like, oh, well, we don't kiss, other, you know, we don't kiss the people that we have sex with, whatever boundaries that they've put in place that they feel have, you know, created enough of a lack of intimacy that, well, we can fuck, but we're not going to have a real connection. Like, for me, the connection part is really important in that, like, being comfortable, that I can enjoy the journey with you, that I'm not trying to just get together and we have, like, a cheap hamburger. Like, we get to have filet mignon. Like, we get to be fully present. And everyone gets, like, if your boundaries, like, oh, like, you know what? I'm just, like, not feeling this right now. Right. That should fucking be okay. If your dick is hard, then fucking stroke it. I don't, like... I don't fucking owe your dick anything. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. like if I'm feeling truly disembodied, then I should be able to step back and no one judges me or fucking guilts me and makes me go through an unhealthy experience so that they can have a fucking orgasm. Right.
1: So why did you and Mark get into the lifestyle?
2: It was, it was. I think the stripper thing kind of kicked it off, like the love of the costuming and the play. And then I started making my own pasties, and that was hella fun. And it it was about going up and being able to get that we love to dance. And so getting out and dancing and, like, so much is released when you're really present and in the moment and just enjoying moving your body and the music, and you're not fucking worried about what he thinks or what you think like I don't give a fuck like I'm having a full body freak out and it feels amazing and like I have let so many negative emotions go during dance like releasing things that I don't need but then calling in so much joy so he and I really got a charge out of that and because we love costuming so much like at first he was like you get all the attention when we go to these events and I go bitch nobody said you couldn't fucking dress up but I'm like you got to like plan ahead you know there's gonna be a theme So think about it like fucking Halloween and what do you want to do like what fun shit can you wear you know armor feathers you know glitter sequins and oh but then he started getting into my glitter and he didn't know how to control himself at first like boys in makeup if they never played in makeup he was just like I'm like (laughs) no 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 no." okay we're gonna teach you if you're gonna play in my glitter we're gonna teach you because he was like fucking ridiculous I'm like no you're a hazard. So So was Mark straight? Mark growing up in a very Catholic family, he was a pretty boy and he was one boy with three sisters and he was one he was not the youngest but almost the youngest at the tail end. Okay. Um Grew up in a very feminine environment. Uh, but he also had like the left brain stuff of knowing how to fix shit, tear it apart, put it back together. And his dad didn't have that. I think his dad really resented that. But, um, and, and homosexuality was very shamed. Fuck. Because of the Catholicism yeah. and right. just because, like, you know, his dad had issues because him, him and his sister were adopted. His, his father was adopted with his sister and then his sister became a lesbian. Oh, my God. So, like, there was a lot tied up there and Mark never really fully bonded like a father and son traditionally do. So there was a lot of dissonance there and his dad was on the road a lot. He was a salesman. And so Mark grew up with a lot of feminine energy, but he was like a beautiful mixture of yin and yang so like he had so many I'm sorry so many feminine qualities about him that um, he was a man's man too because like he could run it fix it what well, I mean like the everything but I think he was really shamed about the bisexual part so at the very end of our marriage we had literally the last year of our marriage in May of 15 we had our first three sons with a guy and he didn't connect with that guy he kind of left it up to me because it's like this is like new territory like we've been partying and he used to say that that we confused the swingers and pissed off the nudist because we weren't like we weren't fully in like we'd love to party and stuff but then the actual like like carrying it all out Mm -hmm. never really happened I think he really wanted it to happen a lot more than I was ready for. And I think that that definitely was a fault line for our relationship too. But emotionally I was afraid that it would wreck our marriage. And so we had our, our first threesome and 15 in May. Um and he like it was a it was kind of, it was a good I wouldn't say it was a bad experience. Uh it was fun for me and I really did my best to stay connected with him too. But those two, because they hadn't connected energetically was a mistake. Okay. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the guy was younger, and he was, and, and I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah, it was fun to be with a younger man, but younger men really aren't my thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just not my thing. But he was pretty, and, you know, um, and he didn't tell us that he was on Viagra. And, you know, like, my husband had never had any erectile dysfunction, but I was already mentally prepared for the fact that, yeah, that, that shit comes up. Like women, we can fake that shit guys. It's like, you're on the spot. So, um, you know, and I didn't make a big deal out of it because it was kind of intermittent, you know, and I mean, I wouldn't have made a big deal out of it either way. Um, but I think that affected him, you know, he found out after we had all played that this guy had Viagra. And so he's like, fuck you know so he's kind of like having these epiphanies uh so he had a bit of a hard time digesting it I think you know it was like an ego thing but like you know it I really like emotionally and and uh body language wise really made a huge attempt to the point where I didn't really get to feel like I got to be present for the threesome because I was really worried about how he would feel and I loved him and I didn't want him to feel hurt From it, because you know, it wasn't he and I and another woman. It was he and I and another man. And you know, like being him being the man, he processes processes that different, right? Than um, than it being me and another woman, right? So there weren't there was not any bisexual activity in that threesome, and that was a one and done. And so, I, you know, we had, we've had thousands of conversations about the lifestyle. And I said, you know, Mark, I said, I really think that if we do this again, that it's going to be really important that you connect with the man. So if I find him attractive and I like his personality, and I'm like, yeah, I'd fuck him, that that, that would be okay. Because I had the intimacy with Mark. So that was a big thing for me. But if I like the guy's personality and I found him physically attractive and I like, you know, then I'm like, okay, then that could be a go. But again, we were still just going to be an exhibitionist at parties. Well. We met, uh, we met a man online on Cassidy, and then we ended up at a Christmas party with him, and, you know, I was like, I'm letting Mark run the show this time, like, I'm not even going there, because I want to make sure, like, I love my marriage, I don't want to lose anything, I want to make sure that we all, that we stay connected, so um, I know that he found this man attractive, he was a bodybuilder, and he was hot, beautiful blue eyes, dark hair, really nice body, you know, like. Not super tall, but built like a brick shit house. So I was like, "Wow!" Like me being into anatomy, it was just like a
0: brick shit house. A brick shit (laughs) house. Yeah, from the
2: south. But um, yeah, it was amazing. So you know, so I just stepped back, and and Mark, you know, at one point he was he he was like, "Here, wait here." So I'm at this Christmas party. I'm dressed as a snow queen, and he's Jack Frost. Funny story. Like Mark was into big things, and so he put together a PVC staff. For his Jack Frost costume. Oh, wow. Yeah. It barely fit in the fucking car. We and somebody <gasps> tried to steal it while we were at the party. We were at a sweets entertainment Stop party. It. Oh no. and he had the staff downstairs and the coat check. And he had come downstairs to go get a drink or do something. And he's somebody tried to walk out the door with his fucking <gasps> staff. And then they stole our fun wine glasses that night, too. We had some fun, like, I can't remember what they said, but they were fun plastic wine glasses, you know, for the season. Oh, dang. And they were, like, light up and shit. And, yeah, somebody heisted our glasses. But other than that, the only thing I've ever had stolen at a lifestyle party other than that was I was at a house party, my first and only with him, and somebody went into my bag and stole some latex-free condoms. And I was Uh like, I hope you enjoyed them.
1: Right. Yeah, this is my gift to you. Right. This is my gift to you. So you and Mark really didn't get in the lifestyle then, I mean you we weren't getting you down and knew about stuff, But you weren't participating or playing we until were like that last yes. year. Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: Okay. So we ended up having a threesome with this guy. Like so we went we went to the view house and we enjoyed, you know, like mm. they nobody drank, which was cool. We drank when we got back to the room, but nobody drank, you know, it was like having tea and whatever. Um and then we went to the liquor store and then we went to the to the hotel room and I was super excited. So I'm like, I got two fine ass guys and they actually like each other so it's like the energy is good right so when you have a circuit of energy it's wow. so amazing but if like if anyone's uncomfortable because things haven't been talked about like it breaks the circuit right. and the energy is just not the same right and i want cohesive energy for all cuz if right. anybody else is uncomfortable then i'm fucking uncomfortable too
1: right <laughs> i'm, I'm super the same sensitive. way sensitive, mm-hmm. yeah right mm-hmm.
2: It ended up being a phenomenal night. At one point, you know, I said to to Jason, I was like, you know, I would just like to make love to my husband for a while. Is that, yeah? are you cool with that? He was like, oh, yeah. So there was a big comfy seat, uh, couch thingy in our hotel room. He got his peach whiskey. He went over and he sat on the couch and he just sat and watched, you know, Mark and I play. And then he came back in. And so there were some bisexual brushes at this point. So, like, I'm going down on Jason, and Mark's next to me. I'm kissing him, and then I like sweep the cock over, and he didn't fight it, and neither did Jason. I was like, Ooh, experiment. <laughs> Oh. Yes. Yeah, so it wasn't really like disgust. I mean, like uh, so I mean there is that thing of consent, but I was just like testing the waters and so I apologize for not asking for consent, but I was like if I ask for consent it might get weird. Um, but yeah. I am very consensual based. Yeah. But, but I you did could push tell that the yes, e was the on the ener- page. The energy, the energy, vibe, the all energy vibe, was yes. there. Yes. yes. So nothing else major transpired that night in a bisexual manner. But when we were on our way home, we were just like, and he was like, I find him really attractive, and da 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 So he really came out that he would like to have an, another experience. So fast forward, I'm up in Colorado Springs with my best friend, Alana, and we just been out country dancing. It's 2 o'clock in the morning, and we're at Village Inn. Oh, wow. Getting some fucking breakfast, getting some skillet breakfast. And Mark was at home with the girls, and my phone, and I look over, and I was like, oh, I got a text from Mark. I flip it open, and I'm all... And Alana, who normally wouldn't want to see something if she was sober, looks at me and she goes, what? Oh. And I was like, I want to see. I'm like, no, you don't. I said, you cannot unsee this if I show this to you. She's like, lit. And she's like, I don't care. I want to see it. And I was like, okay. And I pass it over to her. And it's Mark. And he's got my dildo in his ass. And he's like, I'm ready to try. Um, he's like opened all the doors. And I'm like. Oh, I'm like, shit. oh, hell yeah. So I am so excited for us to all have another gathering. Super hot, right? right. All of this play and fun of excitement of possibly getting together with this boy again. It's so exciting. And then he, uh, I find out that he's cheating on me with our dental assistant in Pagosa. Stop <gasps> it.
1: Yeah. Somebody, Male or female? Female,
2: yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Stop yeah. it. So yeah. it never
1: happened again. It
2: never happened again.
1: So, so was that the end of you and Mark?
2: Was it, the was, affair? It, it was. It was. Yeah, because we were so passionately in love. And so he, he has those two boys I was telling you about, right, mm-hmm. that he had. <sighs> and those boys were very young, and he decided to give up custody. And so he, he wanted to still have a relationship with them, but it was, it was a money factor. And he, he made that decision without me because I was like, I, I cannot make that decision that like so he made that decision on his own um, and I tried for years to keep in touch with his boys until we got a letter from an attorney that was like if you keep on trying to get in touch we're gonna sue you so I was like okay and I, I kept that letter I kept, I called it the X files and I kept all the things the birthday cards that I sent I was the one that tried to keep in touch because he just like disconnected it was the weirdest thing ever well this woman that he cheated with has two boys and if you put my ex-husband side by side with the woman he cheated with she looks more like his sister than his sisters look like his sister oh wow yeah so it's very strange and they're they're both december babies and <laughs> there was just something there and so he took a hard left turn and He was he fixated on her children. And I told him this. I said, Mark, I said, you are fixating because of the loss of your boys trying to fix a relationship that you need to go back to the start of your own children and fix it there. And she knew this like she was a manipulator and she's like, oh, well, you didn't get a chance to raise your boys and now you have mine. It was like even though she was living with her boyfriend. And they had a dad who was right up the road, but he, unfortunately, um, he was not a, really? it's not a good dad. Oh, anyway, they were never a thing. They were never boyfriend-girlfriend. She was like his dirty little secret. She used him to springboard out of her boyfriend's house to move her shit and then into a new place and got another boyfriend. But she was a femme fatale. So what I have seen in the lifestyle that I think is really unhealthy and I've seen a lot of is um, female infiltrators. like. You know, like, you guys are a couple, and you want to play with a girl. And she's like, oh, hi. Hey, guy.
1: Yes. And, like, this.
2: Yes. And I, that, I do not dig. Like, that kind of vibe. And when I was married. I I, call them cock horse. (laughs) It's like the femme fatale. And and damaged. Damaged humans mm-hmm. damage women that's how they approach things because like they might not even want your man but they just they want to see if they, they can, can like him. put a wedge
0: hey right it's they want what she has yes yeah. but, it, it's it's all but it it is. Can never it's be, weird because right. what yeah. you
2: guys have together is we've, what you we've built this. you bring we, to the table and it's right. more than what you've built yeah. it's your soul connection right right exactly. that soul connection cannot be duplicated by me because I'm not you
1: I'm so heartbroken that Mark let that happen. That witch. we were even on
2: Playboy TV. Right? We right? we were on Playboy TV. We did a show. We did a show called Adult Film School, and we were like, see, episode eight, season six, something like that. Anyway, we were at Hedonism because we had been there five times. All well, the girls and I were the fifth time, uh, but that's another story. Uh, we were at Hedonism for our fourth time, and we get there, and uh, have you been to Hedo? Uh,
0: no. Okay. Well, not yet. Not yet. To,
2: We've been to, what's the other one? uh.
0: No, we haven't been to Hido.
2: So they play porn all the time on the TV, like channels and channels of free porn. Mm -hmm. Well, Playboy is on there. And... Our show, our commercial, our trailer was playing while we were at Hedo. We didn't oh, even shit. know it was going to be that. Because it took them a year before they actually cut it. And yeah. it was like a show. It took forever. Oh, shit. Yeah. We had actually applied through Cassidy. Because we oh. saw that they were looking. They were doing a casting call. You know, the Playboy page was. And Mark and I were going. We were going to Hedo on a different trip. The trip before. Okay. And I was like, we were we were up here in Denver having dinner. We are flying out the next day to Jamaica. I go, should we apply for this? And he's like, yeah, why not? And so I sent Playboy a bunch of pictures of us all dressed up for lifestyle events. And they got back to us. They were like, hey, can you, can you do a show? And we were like, well, when, you know, when did you want us to come out? And they're like, well, we want you to come out in December. In December, we had the Sweet's Christmas Party booked. We were supposed to go to Kevin Larson's White Gala for New Year's Eve. The girls had cheer, state cheer competition up here in Denver at the Coliseum. So we had one weekend left. And I said, you know, I'm like, can you put us on, like, the next episode? Because I'm like, we have so much going on in December. And they were only going to pay us, like, a grand apiece. And I was like, and we had to pay taxes out of that. Oh, so, Yeah. So I was like, yeah, you know, like, I mean, it's Playboy TV. But I'm like, do I really want to go? And so Mark and I were discussing it. And um, we're like, we'll get back to you. And I said to Mark, my exact words, if they offer us another thousand apiece, I say we do it. And so I shit you not. We the the guy calls us back and he goes, "Look, he goes, will you guys do it if we offer you another grand a piece?" And I was like, "Fuck, okay, well we're going, we're going." So we make these plans, and then I get sick, and then Mark gets sick, and he's like getting better. He's not quite all there, um, and he had he had gone to the doctor. Sorry to get Viagra because Playboy was like, you have to have Viagra. And Mark was like, Sherry, we've been in lifestyle all these years. I don't need fucking Viagra. It's with you. We've had sex in front of people. I said, Mark, do what they say. So he goes to one of our small town doctors in Pagosa and he's like, hey, um, I'm gonna be on Playboy TV with my wife. I'm not really having any erectile dysfunction, but can you give me a prescription because they say I have to have it for the show. And (laughs) here you go. (laughs) So because Mark got sick, he never actually tried the Viagra. So, like, oh. neither one of us had ever, like, played with anything like that. We're just poor country bunkers, you know what I'm saying? We were <laughs> living in Denver. Anyway, um, so the day that he actually tries the Viagra is the day of the filming, okay? Oh, shit. Yeah. And when it starts hitting him, he gets every side effect. Like, he's got, like, the blue haze around his vision. He's sweating because he's still kind of sick. Like, he's oh the, my God, the getting yeah. Every side effect just wallops him. And I'm in, like, for my set, we did a country set because it was was for couples and whatever their sex fantasy was. And so they set up a country set for us. And I'm in, like, Daisy Dukes and, like, a snap-down Western shirt. And Mark is in Wranglers and boots and chaps and a duster and a long-sleeve shirt and a kerchief. And he's going through all this Viagra shit. And we're in Austin, Texas, so it's fucking hot. Yeah. Poor baby. We end up making it through the shoot, and it's funny because, you know, the, the, the people were so cool. They're like, look, you know, if anything's not working in the moment, just let us know, and we're all dispersed. And, I mean, there was a shit ton of people. Like, you, we had booms coming over the top with sound guys, and people were taking still shots, and there's all these camera people. I mean, there's a shit ton of people on the set. Right. It's like and, a shoot. S- and it's quiet. So, right? Like, we, I didn't realize that either. Sorry, the mic. I didn't realize that um it would be so quiet on set like i'm thinking there's gonna be music country music or something oh hell no you could hear like a mouse fart and so all of that pressure and knowing that all these people were standing around when mark and i finally got to the part of undressing and playing like he couldn't get it up oh. and so i like i knew he was so he was going in his head big time and so i looked at everyone and i was like can, can we have a minute and everybody liked that it was oh, like that's s- perfect yes they were so, like, they, traded, they treated us really well. It it was awesome. So I said, Mark, I said, you know, we had this conversation of, you know, we're it's you and I, and we've been in front of people before, and it's you and I, and I love you, and we're on fucking Playboy TV. Like, this is going to be fucking amazing. So we started playing, and he got out of his head, and then just everybody, like, that quietly came back like in. filtered back yep, in. Yep. They filmed it. And then they were sneaky because they were like, okay, well, we've, oh, that was the other thing. Holly Randall is their lady that takes care of, you know, she's the hostess for the show. And I said to Holly, I was like, you know I I'd really like to have my vibrator. And she's like, oh, yeah, you know, that might be kind of weird. And I said, you know what, this is like sex, right? But like Playboy TV has its own standards. We've seen Playboy evolve what they used to be, what they are now, everything in between. And so I said, you know what? I said, I want to have a real orgasm for all the women that I see in porn faking it. And I think I can do it if I have my vibrator. And she was like, okay, take it. So oh, I had a little nice. silver bullet, and I had it, like, tucked under. We had a calf skin on I top of love it. some straw bales. Uh, and they had, like, saddles, and they, they did it up really cool. So Mark's going down on me, and then he's giving me what we used to call the fingers, because I love my G-spot rubbed. And I get out my vibrator. I have a real orgasm. And I'm like, fuck yeah!" And then he and I are having sex, and they, they were like, and they, they were so sneaky. They were like, "Hey, just so you know, you know, we've got enough film so you know you guys can finish if you want, we're going to cut it." And so because he thought that the film <laughs> had been cut,
0: he was he like, kept-
2: yeah. Uh-huh. No pressure. No. Nobody's watching. And he had the best orgasm and they got it on camera. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I was like, you guys are sneaky bastards. So it was great. Like, we had so a he wonderful time. Up all that and cheated. Mm-hmm. God damn you, Mark. I know. <laughs> right? But at the end of the day, Mark and I, I know we've spent other lives together. I don't know what your beliefs are, but right. I know it wasn't our first time connecting in another place in another time. And I will always love him. He's the father of my children and my daughters and I are so tight and we have been an inspiration to a lot of parents on our relationship. And I tell people, I'm like, you know what? It, it, the things that make our family real um would probably scare you so yeah.
1: post mark then you Post-mark. decided to stay in in the lifestyle obviously because yes. you're a unicorn mm-hmm. I, all, I,
2: well and i i like to call myself the unwilling unicorn because it's not what i wanted you know i wanted to be with him i wanted us to be able to meet people and evolve so that we like good people mm-hmm. so that we could have all those hot roasting hot sexual experiences and i right. told mark yeah. i said you know like I had the fantasy for the longest time, if we could have found a woman that we both could agree on, and, and, I, and I used to tell him, "I'm like any woman that I'm gonna want to fuck, you're gonna want to fuck."
1: Right. R- right. Right. Yeah. But
2: can I be the radar? Right. Can I please be the radar? Anyway, um, you know, I had fantasies of like him fucking another woman and me being underneath her and eating her pussy, and then him pulling out and like me sucking his cock. You know, I had all the dirty fantasies. I don't right. even consider it dirty; I consider it amazing. I um,
0: think it is too. Right. <laughs>
2: Yeah, all the hot stuff. But it's like oh. it takes a lot of trust and communication, openness, and you have to find the right energetic circuit. Right. Because if you don't and you pick the wrong ones, they can be, they can terminate your relationship. Things can go bad. So it, and even if it's not, even if it's not that bad, you know, it's like I, I don't want to have any experiences that I need to heal from. You know what I mean? Right. I have enough to heal from, and I'm working on that healing all the time so it's like if i'm going to encounter new sexual experiences i want it to be the fantasy and people they have this misconception that if you talk about everything that it that it takes the spice out of it No. Not at all. Not at all. because then It adds to it. It adds to it because it it helps you. It helps you to let down your inhibitions Mm -hmm. because you've talked about what the expectations are, what you're comfortable with, what you're not comfortable with. You know, it's like. And then, like, doors can open energetically and everyone can connect in a healthy way because it's like, okay, this is what we're going to do. And then you can let the fantasy roll and really have a good time with it and have it be what it's meant to be. That's right. And I always tell people, I'm like, you know, if more people were conscious in the lifestyle, I would be a slut because I would be more open to experiencing things because I knew that everyone that I was with was going to hold space for one another. That if I'm with you, you're going to hold space for me and I'm going to hold space for you. And if you're like, you know what, I don't like that or I want it different or I'm really not feeling it. I'm like, okay. Right. Or if you're like, this is really hot, and I want you to do this. I'm like, okay, <laughs> but it's all still okay. Okay. Right. Okay. 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 <laughs> can, can I hear it? Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's what it comes down. To. No matter what I'm experiencing these days, for me, that's what it comes down to. Now, Mark, like, went backwards. He's like, I never, I, you know, I was really just kind of going along with it. I never really wanted to do anything. I, I'm like,
0: stop it
2: well you cheated so
1: you yeah. really did <laughs> yeah. go on well, go and, on with your riffraff well that's and, just, and then he,
2: he said to me he's like that's you just know non-ethical non-monogamy <laughs> it, and i know that like i like you know looking back i know that he wanted to have experiences and i did too but it's like again i want i didn't want to have to have an experience that i was going to have to heal from or that was going to wreck my marriage right so and it was tough like just trying to randomly go up and meet someone for a weekend in denver where it's like, you know, if you're in Denver, then you do get a chance to go to events. They're like, hey, you know, it was great meeting you at that last party. Right. But our in- experiences were very intermittent. Mm-hmm. So. so
1: knowing that, if you had believed that for a second, if you took the cheating out of it, would you get back in the lifestyle again, knowing that it could end your marriage?
2: I would for the parties and the dress up and the play and the open sexuality. So you would do
1: it all over again?
2: I would. Good. Because I'm still here. Right. You know, and right. I think he's, you know, when he said, I don't I don't ever want to do all that stuff again. I'm like, bullshit. Because then we'd start talking. I mean, we spent like four or five hours on the phone a couple of times over the last few years. We've been divorced for four years. And, you know, we started talking about Hito. We started talking mm-hmm. about all those outfits and all right. that dancing. But it wasn't about fucking other people. It was about all of the, like
1: good clean
2: fun and intimacy and i mean we would come up to denver we would nap and we would have sex and we would eat and indulge in all of the pleasures you know what i mean so it was so much of recharge physically because we got rest um emotionally because we had so many talks about the lifestyle and how things how we felt about different things which is what blows my mind that we ended up crashing and burning, honestly. No shit. I know. Yeah. It surprises no shit. me, that, too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm That's
1: really glad you shared it with us, though. Yeah. Because a lot of our stories are sunshine and rainbows and, you know, beautiful yeah. endings. Yeah. Yes. And so, and I'm not saying this isn't a beautiful ending by any means. No, it was you just a different very, transition. You know, right. Yeah. I'm very
2: healthy now. Yeah. I but was I very can, unhealthy for a long time after the divorce. Yeah. I, I can brutal. tell you really loved him. I did really. I and still so, do. He's yeah. just different.
1: Yeah, so, you know, we're used to those stories. The whole reason we started doing this is because I think that people w- that aren't in the lifestyle, when vanillas take a step back, they think, oh, you're doing it because you're missing something. Right. Or you're doing it because you're not happy, and but you don't want to let that person go. And are doing it because it's fucking fun. Right, right. That's right. And so that I'm glad want- that <sighs> you, guys, you guys explored that and did it. And it's weird to me, Mark. You might not think that you like it, Mark. mark you might not think that you like it but you do because you obviously did the same thing just non-ethically
2: it was self-expression like for he and i you know getting a chance to just be like yes i'm gonna wear that thong and i you know what i mean and that and that might be all i wear you know what i mean just being able to open up and just fully express yourself and On different levels, because everyone has their own boundaries and comfort zones, everyone wants to experience that. Right. I want to go be the best me I can be and not feel like you're judging me or either that or I've moved past it and you may be judging me and I don't give a fuck. And that's kind of where I'm at now. Like, I... I do my best to put out as much love and light into the world as I possibly can. Like, I tell people, if you meet me in the Starbucks line or you meet me up in the club, I'm going to be the same person. Now, right. I might be dressed a whole hell of a lot different. different. Or you <laughs> might have met me on the way to the club and I was having right. a coffee. You got to maybe see me in both. <laughs> right. But it's like my personality doesn't change. I know when I have to put on filters, there's certain situations we go into, and it's like, okay, right. well, you know, this is adulting and we need to be this way in the moment but who I am is very authentic I feel like the man that I loved is either dead and gone or or locked away behind a lot of doors that's the it walls. yes the
0: walls <sighs>
2: and it the most difficult part has been like yes now we're you know ex-spouses but that separation and segregation also filtered into my daughter's lives and what I would like to say to mark if he ever listens to this is He wants to live on a superficial level. He doesn't want, he thinks like, oh, we've had a time, a period of four years, like everything should be okay now, right? We don't have to talk about what happened because it's been long enough. Um, So he wants to live on a superficial level. I know that he loves his daughters, but his pride is getting in in the way of him coming clean and, and basically begging for their forgiveness and saying, I love you and I'm sorry that I hurt you. And there's so much love waiting for him on the other side
0: he's going to need to have those fucking ugly conversations mm-hmm. with himself.
2: That, that's true. That's and it true. sucks.
0: You know what? Yeah. It, we were just listening to earlier. Pride is devil. Yeah. You know, and it sucks. Like, he just needs to fucking let that down to go, hey, I'm I sorry. I miss you. I love I'm you. Sorry. I'm I sorry. I fucked up. Yeah. Right. And you know what? For men to say I fucked up is, like, a really hard thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Not Sh- for every man.
0: You, she told me this.
1: Not for everybody. you know what? It mm-hmm. started it started and like anybody this. can change. Yeah of course. There's yeah. never it's never too late to, to apologize and I to make work. right.
0: So after Mark so after Mark, how have you progressed through this? Like she said, do you want a fourth marriage? Are you in like looking for relationships?
2: Are you I am on I definitely believe in relationships, but it's like you're in relationship with everyone. We, right. All of us sitting here right now we're in relationship, and I think relationship has become a very dirty Misconstrued word as to what that means kind of like the same way I feel about love I can feel love for you if you come to me and I lay hands on you and I'm massaging you 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 Anybody like I feel love for that person and I tell people when I lay hands on someone It's an act of love for me And if I don't feel that way if I no longer radiate that energy then it's time for me to find a different career um, so what my divorce taught me is that there's a lot of different ways to love people and that it's not just reserved for husband and wife or mother and child or father and child or friends or whatever that we all need to experience and receive and give forms of love just on the daily like you know like saying a kind word to someone holding the door like having a love radiating a loving energy for that person Because with everything that's happened, there's so much dissonance and disconnection and suspicion of people and one another. And well, we used to be friends, but because you believe this, or your political views are this, or your science is this, like, you know, there's so much dissonance now. And people are very quick to like cut someone off and be like yeah you're like you're like you're in the dinghy and they took the machete and, <laughs> and they're on you're the boat done. and you're gone you're yeah right. they might even shoot a hole in your fucking raft <laughs> <Done>. <laughs> done. that's just kind of how things are these days so um for me i there's a lot of things that i want to explore that if i had a partner um they would have to be cool with a whole lot of things because they're like, I am evolving into the me that I was always meant to be. And I always have been, uh, but I'm really evolving right now. And I, I, I build relationships with everyone that I get to know on any sort of level. Like when I see you, you'll feel heartfelt love for me because it's like, that's, that's who I am innately. Uh, but Tough. if a relationship comes to me and it's meant to be like Mr. Wright breaks into my house, then... <laughs> <laughs> Then then that's great. But if I don't have another relationship for X amount of years, hopefully I form I form another one, you know, before the end of my lifetime. Um, that is a monogamous relationship, I would definitely be open to that. But it's going to have to be somebody that can go and grow with me. You know, like they need to be at whatever level they're at, exploring their spirituality, open to all sorts of sexuality because I am getting into the BDSM world very carefully because, you know, Mm -hmm. they say 50 shades of gray. That's bullshit. It's like 50,000 shades of gray when you step over to the dark side. And I think it's kind of funny because the lifestyle people can be a little bit vanilla when it comes to cake. They're like, ooh. You like a guy's cock in a cage? I'm like, absolutely. Watching a band's hard cocks well inside of a cage and bulging out, begging to be touched by me, by my fingers, by my tongue, by a Wartonberg wheel. Fuck yeah, that's hotter <laughs> than shit. Right?
0: See, see, it's weird because you know, like lifestyle people and then kink people, it's like, wow. There's a
2: separation there and then there's a gray it is, area. It yeah. is, you know, it is
0: oh God, I'm I'm right there with you with the kink shit. I don't know about the cock shit and the fucking but you know i'm uh, well, right there hey see, hey.
2: i'm gonna take it a step farther to freak you out even more so like one of I'm, the things i've been super interested in and fascinated by is urethral sounding ever, oh oh yeah. my god but oh. a whole set of rules right of like mm-hmm. cleanliness you know uh-huh. it, it's an invasive form of play and i'm not into like you know people will go oh fuck, what's that and they go on Pornhub, and they're like oh my god, oh my god. right mm-hmm. but it's like okay no i'm not into that shit like i'm i'm still a lover of the body and i'm a sensual person so it's like i'm not looking to cause you a shitload of pain but it's like yes i'm totally fascinated by penetrating men whether i'm pegging them or putting my finger in their ass or sliding a steel rod gently down their cock you know, like, I am fascinated. Oh, s-
0: see, we know somebody who likes that. And Why? it's like, uh, you know, hey, <laughs> it's so completely different than what I would like. Right. You know, so I'm like, oh, okay. That's different. Well, that's new. And
2: I have intru- introduced um, several uh, penis owners to urethral sounding. And it was something that's very new to me.
0: Penis owners. Penis
2: owners. But <laughs> um, well, y'all asked me what my identity was when I came in. So I figured it might be appropriate to say penis owners. Um, But it's it's fascinating to me. And for me, it's like a whole sensual lead up because you want a man's cock to be nice and hard if you're going to do that. I mean, you can do it if it's flaccid, but it's just not the same. Right. Um, so I mean, obviously, when I know that I'm that I'm bringing someone pleasure and I mean, yeah, they're like, whoa, because I mean, first time, you know, it's like, holy shit. But if you uh, if you explain the anatomy of it to you, I've asked because I always ask, what does it feel like? And uh, one man had said, he's like, it kind of feels like when you're coming. So like, there's a sensation. Really? All right? the way
0: down. See, uh, see I'm, yeah? I'm like, I asked, I asked the guy that we know and he's like, mm, I don't know how to explain it to you you
2: right only because oh, yeah yeah
0: and i'm like mm-hmm. it just makes me feel
2: funny down there <laughs> <laughs> but if you had a, if you had a bunch of other experiences like kind of surrounding kink and you were exposed to it more got to see it more like the initial sound of it yeah is terrifying because right? those medical tools are used to remove strictures from the urethra so say you fell out of yeah. a tree and banged yeah. your urethra came down on a bike you know like and you damaged that tissue through there they use those tools to go in and open those strictures oh, is wow. what they're for um but also the anatomy of it is is that the urethra in a man goes down and actually uh the prostate envelops the urethra so if you can get down deep enough you're actually you like ass play? oh yeah giving ass play?
0: Not giving, not, not okay. yet, not giving, okay. but <laughs> definitely like Sasplay. So
2: the yeah. prostate, um, em, you know, it envelopes the urethra, so if the sound, they have some, they, if you're not experienced with it, they look terrifying, but they, there's yes. lots of different types of sounds.
0: It goes all the way down Yes, and it has into a, the fucking prostate?
2: Well, so yes, because the prostate envelops the yeah, urethra, yeah, so you're yeah. actually stimulating the prostate from inside the body.
0: Oh, oh my wow. god. <laughs> oh, my God.
2: <laughs> right. But, I mean, that's a really advanced play. Yeah. Right. And, I mean, so I bought sets. Amazon and eBay bought sets. And you can get nice stainless steel sets for really reasonable. And so I have rosebud sounds. And I love the steel. And, like, the cases are black. And you unzip them. And they're, like, blood red inside the velvet, you know. the, oh, the wow. So, like, the, the visual of it the, all and the so feeling f- of the steel, oh, like, yes, all it, of it. Yeah, you're like, oh, And God. it's a very clean, pro. like, I know a lot of people um, they don't go to the lengths but if I play with someone that way I will ask them to wash the area and then I wash and then they use Benadine, like the surgical scrub to clean the area and then I use surgical scrub on my hands and then my tools whatever sizes I think I lay them out on a paper towel soaked with alcohol and then when I pick them up I clean them off as well so I mean if a germ got through God and damn. Right. Well, for men, it's different, too. Like so you obviously so because women can sound as well. And the ther- theory behind that is you can touch the inside of the G spot through oh. the urethra. But mm-hmm. with women, obviously, our urethras are much shorter Smaller. and go directly into the bladder yes. where a man has a lot of stopping points before he gets there. Uh, and their urethra is really long. So they're typically not subject to UTIs as much as women are because we, the bacteria can get more quickly to our bladder kind of thing. For the women, you could touch the inside, and I have not done it to myself. I'll be honest, and I have not trusted anyone or had anyone offer to do it to me because I like, especially with my anatomy being so much different. Because a lot of times when I sound a man, I'm not getting all the way down to his prostate because I haven't played with those toys yet. But the rosebuds are how I like to start. So they look like a little steel pill. On a long metal rod that has oh. a, a steel handle at the end of it, and then you gauge the size of the urethra, like so. You don't want it to just be able to slip right down. You want like not resistance, but a gentle flow. Like if I put it, don't freak out. It, I, like, know. Heart, I know. You're Imagine this know. moment. You're hard and super I erect know. because I'm stroking your cock you and know I'm getting ready it, to drop so, this in.
0: It's so weird. It's the it's dissonant. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm I like, see you
2: shrinking. I know
0: it's weird. It's like it's wild. It's, it's weird. It's like I'm go. Oh, that's interesting. He- I might be turned on, but yeah. I'm
2: not. Oh God, damn well, it! it well, but if you watch if you watched some porn where you found it. Um, If you found it arousing, you might find it different. But you'd have to find the right stimulation. Yes, yes, I know. Because some of the shit you would see on Pornhub, you'd be like, oh, fuck no. But then some of the other stuff, you're like, oh, wow. And I'm very sensual. It's like the whole process is like a a slow dance flow. It's not like, like you know, hi (laughs) 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 all right well
1: i can't thank you sherry enough for coming on the show
2: thank you for having me yes i've had a blast thank Thank you so
1: much now definitely before we close up here we want you to be able to shoot out your business because you (laughs) yes we (laughs) we gave your official title of lmt and for those who don't know what
2: that means go ahead i am a licensed massage therapist in the state of colorado and I have a business with my daughters. I am an ashiatsu therapist, so I use aerial silk material and my feet to do massage and my hands as well. I am also a Reiki energy worker. So if you would like uh, tender, loving care, I am an energetic, nurturing mama, and exactly. I have a lot of passion. Don't be spitting now. <laughs> not, I have a lot I'm of not. passion I love uh, it. for what I do. So... So Namaste. the name of
1: your business is Mantra Mindful Meditative Massage. I know.
2: It's a mouthful. It's <laughs> a lot of M's. <laughs> I love all it. the M's. All the M's. Mm. But it's so important mm. because uh, we all need to have a mantra. You know, what is it that we tell ourselves that we want to in- improve on or make our lives happier? And uh, meditative because the work that I do is very, it will transport you. So it's very meditative work. I'm very mindful in how I practice. And I'm a massage therapist. Awesome. Uh
1: Bada-pah. Well, I love it. I love <laughs> it, too. Thanks for coming on here and sharing your story, all the good parts and all the bad parts. The good, the
2: bad and the Thank ugly. You. Yes. <laughs> I Thank you, yeah. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank
1: you so much. Cheers. 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 All right, it is you can find us already on iHeartRadio, Stitcher. And Radio Republic. Those three were, are starting to come up in the ranks. And so make sure you look for us on there and like and subscribe. And remember, we're going to be having two shows every week now. So make sure you get on there and support us. And really, we can't thank you enough, Sherry. Again, thank you so for coming. Thank, thank you. you. I I Bye, appreciate you
2: Bye, Bye.